I didn't know my role existed when I first started looking for a job. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know um, anything really. So I think one of the key things is really understanding what jobs are within this market that potentially somebody could do and understanding that tech is for everyone. Welcome to the Geekest podcast series. On today's episode, I'm talking to Lauren King, Senior Business Analyst at Geeks, and we're chatting about her personal experiences, being a woman in tech, how she got into the industry, and why there isn't more variety when it comes to educating girls about the opportunities available in technology and how we can help more women progress into the sector. This is the Geekest podcast series with myself, Fia Wall, where we talk to a selection of inspiring people across the industry. You can follow the Geekest campaign on social media using the hashtag Geekest to learn the latest about this project. So today I'm joined by the senior business analyst here at Geeks, Lauren King. Lauren, thanks for chatting with me today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thank you. So this is our third episode in the Geekest series. And what I've learned from the interview so far is that everyone's story about how they got into tech is very different. So let's start with what did you do before joining Geeks? I was actually a student. I went to uni and studied law. Um, And then from that, I decided that I wanted to venture out into different um, avenues. So I applied for a few different jobs. And then joined as a, a training business analyst at Geeks. And since joining Geeks, am I right in saying you've had a number of roles during your time? Yes, I have. Um, so I started off as a trainee, from there moved on to being a mid-level business analyst, and then had a number of other roles crop up in the meantime. Um, so for a while I was a tender manager as well, that was working more closely with our sales team to work on really government-based tenders. After that, I then had an opportunity to become a product owner for one of our clients. And business analysis has always been what I really love doing. So I've progressed to being a senior business analyst now. And could you explain a bit more about what a senior business analyst does? Yeah, absolutely. So my role, it's the kind of core role where you really get to understand what somebody's problems are in sort of their their business or, or their ideas are. And from that, it's working to help find solutions to those problems. So it could be that there's you know, a problem within the world that our clients are looking to solve. Um, and we sit and work with them to understand how tech can help, really. I work very closely you know, with every area of the business. So from our account managers and, and sales teams, to getting involved in sales meetings, to actually designing the functionality behind the applications, working with the project managers, the developers and the quality assurance analysts in the team to make sure that what we are designing is fitting with the client's requirements. Fab, and you previously mentioned that you did law at uni, um, but much like technology and engineering, I'm going to make a big assumption that you were in a pretty male-dominated environment for your studies. Was this the case? And if so, could you tell me a bit more about your experience? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that is considered to be a bit of a man's world. Um, I was very lucky in my degree. Um, the university that I opted to go for was very diverse and, and had a good split of, sort of male to female professors. So I was very, very lucky to um, be under an array of um, people within my studies. And I think actually in, in terms of our classes as well, we had to do a pretty good gender split within the classes. So that was really nice. So I must say, Although I think it is considered, you know, to be sort of quite male-dominated in that instance, 
um, I was quite happy and, and proud to be um, sort of part of that 50-50 split. That's really good to hear, actually. But why do you think more women don't traditionally go down the STEM route? I think a big part of it is really towards the, the lower form of education. I remember when I was a lot younger in high school, information technology was considered a, a, a class where you'd learn to do a bit of Excel and, and browse the web. There was no real understanding really what, what a career in technology um, in that aspect could do for you. You know, science and, and maths and um, sort of the engineering kind of subjects just weren't geared towards girls. In some instances, you would feel like a, a minority to go and study those classes, particularly around the GCSE and A-level time when I was studying, you, you tended to find that a lot of girls would head towards the humanities subjects and classes were incredibly full. I actually studied physics for a while and there were, you know, three or four girls in the class compared to, you know, my government and politics class who had over 30. So from the educational level, there was not really enough of an understanding of uh, those subjects could actually give you in terms of career opportunities. I know you've got a daughter, Ava, who's basically part of the Geeks family now because she's popped onto a few Zoom calls before. So I'd be really interested to know your point of view on the role of parents in guiding their children to be open to different careers. I think it's really important to encourage children to make sure that they're not pigeonholed. We are, even in today's society, very much gearing girls towards that kind of traditional of, of you know, expressive arts and um, being sort of quite creative and in terms of boys being sort of very mathematical and science-based. One of the, the key things that I'm really keen on is making sure that um, Ava has great technology to, to play with. I mean, she's better on the tablet than I am <laughs> um, and also has a full breadth of understanding, make sure that we're doing science activities and getting her involved from a really young age and, and giving that understanding that, you know, science and, and math is quite cool. Like the stuff that you can do with it. It's about pushing children to try lots of new things and make sure that there's sort of no, no area they're afraid to, to look into. Obviously, this past year um, has been a really rough time for, for parents with the pandemic and also the UK lockdowns adding that extra pressure. How have you personally found balancing being a mum with working full time as well? I mean, this year has taught us a lot. The pandemic, I think, has been a fantastic opportunity really to equalise um, the fact that men are parents too. Um, you know, a number of times I've been on calls with clients and, and they sort of also have children running around. And I think that level of acceptance, I'm hoping that will come out of, of the pandemic as, as a positive. One of the, the key things that I have learned is that actually clients have been accepting of the fact that, sorry, I, I do need to kind of take two minutes to go and um, give my child a snack or something like that. That's becoming a little bit more acceptable. And I'm hoping in terms of the social norms that can be developed out of this is that people have lives and um, they have responsibilities outside of, of their working life and I think that it would be a great shame if we were to kind of waste all of what we've learned over the past year particularly around sort of families and, and working life. Yeah 100% I completely agree with that and I think one of the barriers generally for women getting into jobs that require more than a nine to five is flexibility do you think that flexibility is an area that tech careers really focus on? Absolutely. One thing, you know, again, that we've learned, you know, things like Zoom calls and Teams and have really opened up 
that level of flexibility um you know these days um i, I can absolutely see you know that, that we won't go to a, a full back to the office schedule it, it's going to be a lot more kind of flexible in terms of the the option to remote work um you know we, we've we've proven that in sort of the last year that that is possible and i think anything that, that, that sort of you can discuss in person you potentially can do via teams or, or a video call these days so i think there's definitely lots within tech uh, in terms of the actual softwares but also sort of within the role itself going back to your point about the pandemic evening the playing field uh, in terms of childcare, but also everything else which i think is a super interesting viewpoint by the way um how important do you think role models are when it comes to educating girls about the opportunities available in tech do you think that female role models do have a part to play in this absolutely if you look at the major players in tech at the moment you're talking about the, the mark zuckerbergs or jeff bezos they're, they're very male dominated at the moment all of these big companies i think one thing that i would really like to see in the next few years is is the rise of, of sort of female role models within tech i think that's definitely something that would be helping trying to, to break those barriers and get women into tech so yeah absolutely female role models, role models have a fantastic place um, within technology i think that this is now starting to improve we are seeing more strong female role models coming up in the tech sector but it's obviously still not where it should be on a more personal note did you have any female role models growing up um, yeah, not necessarily within the tech sector, but I think my biggest role model actually was probably my mum growing up. Um, she really taught me about working hard and working smart and making sure that there are sort of no boundaries, taking every opportunity that kind of comes um, and, you know, what actually working um, and having a family can look like. So I think that, yeah, she, she's my biggest role model. And, and somebody who um, has taught me a lot and has kind of helped me get to where I am today. That's so nice to hear. Yeah, that's lovely. But also, I guess the gender gap in tech is such a, a wide um, issue and, and problem. And it can't just be about role models, right? Like there has to be other factors at play here. You briefly touched on the education part of it. But what do you think some of those other factors are? It, it kind of links to the education, but also understanding what opportunities um, are out there. So, for example, in, in terms of my role, it's not overly technical. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm overly technical. I still occasionally have issues turning a PC on. But I didn't know my role existed when I first started looking for a job. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know um, anything, really. So I think one of the key things as well is, is really understanding what jobs are within this market that, that potentially somebody could do that, you know, they're not the overly most technical person. Um, that's a key one. And then another thing I think is, again, linked to that, but media perception as well, understanding that tech is for everyone. So I think that media is very pushed towards tech being quite a male-dominated industry. I think that if we're highlighting that women in, in STEM subjects and technology is becoming a social norm, then actually that would alleviate the gap um, within women in tech. I think what you're touching on there is about the breadth and variety of roles in technology that are available and also the awareness of those roles um, but obviously technology uh, did capture your interest as a career to work 
So Akim, could you tell me a bit more about what you love most about working in tech? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of my, my role in particular, the one thing that I wanted to do when I was younger, I wanted to change the world. I was very much about wanting to be able to say, yep, yeah, I've gone in and I've made a great change today. And what I have realised in the past couple of years is that actually my role really makes a difference. Um, it may not be ending world hunger or um, you know, creating <clears throat> vaccinations or anything like that. But my role makes a difference to people's lives. I had a client not too long ago who I was working with. And when we were discussing how we could very easily alleviate, you know, 60% of her workload um, at the push of a button, the look of relief on her face just kind of said it all. So I think that, that actually, yeah, the, the key thing for me um, was that, that actually I'm able to help people by what I do, by understanding what their problems are and providing solutions. And there's one final question I have for you, Lauren. What advice would you give to your younger self or advice you'd give to Ava when she's a little older, something you wish you'd known starting out on your career path? Oh, I think this one's a, a tough one. I think there's many things. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it would be go for every opportunity that's offered to you because you don't know where it's going to take you. And I think had I not have gone through a couple of the opportunities that I had, um, had been offered, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, yeah, I think every opportunity that sparks your interest, absolutely go for it. Great. Well, thank you for your time today and for speaking to me again and sharing a bit more about yourself. So thank you again. Thanks, Sia. So remember, you can follow the latest about the Geekest project on our social media using the hashtag Geekest to join the conversation and check out our website www.geeks.ltd.uk.